This episode was sponsored by Quests for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help people become just as confident in real life as their characters are at the table. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Welcome to the Compendium. We are back talking about class, keeping things classy once again. And this week we are getting a little bit sneaky on you because we are going to talk about the rogue class. This is another class that falls into more of the melee side of things. I mean, everything, there's an exception to every role, and they do have the potential to have magic, but when they start off right off of the bat, there's no magic. It's mostly just, you know, poke, poke, stab, stab. Um, And so we're going to cover this. I think this is probably one of the more popular classes. It it really is, because Rogue lets everybody be their dark, broody, you know, edgelord person, you know, where, like, the cloak over their heads and... sit in the corner of the tavern, relive their emo days of high school. You know, we all have them. Yeah. Uh, yeah I personally, I, I, I feel it. like they're overpowered, honestly. Out of all of the classes that I've ever had players play, for some reason, rogues tend to be the, they have the, the biggest bang for their buck as far as like combat. And so I'm really interested to unpack this because that just might be my experience. But with so many of their features, with getting extra dice just based off of very simple to fulfill criteria, I kind of feel like they're one of the more OP'd classes in the book. I don't know what you think. No, they definitely are because, I mean, they they can be absolutely devastating in a fight, not even to mention if you know, you multi-class them with something like a paladin that adds even more stuff. Um, and they their key ability is probably one of the most, not broken, but like powerful abilities in the game, which is dexterity, which is going to help them for their to hit, for their finesse and range, for the damage from those same weapons. It helps their armor class. It helps them dodge uh, a bunch of things and spells and saving throws. And yeah, so it just kind of leans that way. And then if you, on top of that, you're leaning into like wisdom-based stuff, perception and stealth become, if you're not very careful, like the main stats that you really care about. And these guys excel in that. So yeah, um, if, if you're not watching out for that particular play style, yes, they're very, very powerful. Yeah, uh, so we'll get into why here in a a little bit. But let's start off by talking about what is the rogue class. Um, When you're playing one, what what kind of character can you expect to build? They are presented as being um, uh, basically criminals in in so many words, right? That's kind of how they're alluded to, that in order to be a rogue, it's likely that you're a thief or that you're an assassin or you're filling one of these positions of a criminal sort. That's not necessarily always the case, but would you say most of the time that people play rogues, they're going for the deep, dark past where they're running from the law or hiding something? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, rogues are absolutely in the martial side of things, and in, on that, like, their power doesn't come from like incredible strength, like the fighter or the barbarian. They're on that kind of side with monks, where it's about discipline and training and skills. 
uh, it's more finesse than force uh, for that side of things. So yeah, and yeah, they're criminals. I mean, they're rogues. Although there is somewhat of a shift to where sometimes they're portrayed as like pirates, which is just a thief with a boat. But <laughs> you can get into some more of that like, aha, you know, like swashbuckling kind of vibe to it. Like those old yeah. school, um, like Scarlet uh, uh, Pumpernel and uh, um, Errol Flynn, is that his name? I forget now. But like the, all the great sword fighting things from the black and white movie days. So mm-hmm. they're more like Robin Hood kind of... Uh, almost creeping into like the sphere you usually associate bards with and they're very closely related uh so but yeah usually they're you know edgy kleptomaniacs or like you said stabby boys uh or to quote from critical role dagger 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 yes (laughs) uh i mean like you said robin hood he's actually i think a good example potentially i mean he could also be classed as like a ranger but that Mm -hmm. could be a good example especially if you wanted to play one that's on the cusp of is are they good or evil well they're doing things that are seen as bad but it's for the people because it's you know a rule that's under tyranny you could kind of play with some of that if you wanted to where technically you're a villain but when you learn the circumstances you're actually the good guy yeah, and, and they typically have a very uh, gray morality <laughs> um, where it's very much like, I don't care what the laws are, this is what needs to happen. Um, this guy's a jerk and he needs to die. Um, I know that we have a trial coming up later, but we need to escape from prison tonight. So it's not that they're bad, it's just that they have their own kind of way of seeing things. So as far as like alignment goes, I know your big thing is that alignment is descriptive, not prescriptive, as in you don't say, I am a, you know, chaotic, good character. You see what your character does, and then that's the alignment that they should have. But based off of that, would you say that they are, they do tend to be more neutral or or on the chaotic side instead of the lawful side? Yeah, absolutely. I I think... If, if I had to guess at the statistics, I would say probably like 80 or 90% of all rogues are chaotic rather than lawful. That's quite a few. Um, and they skew towards uh, the neutral side of good or the neutral side of evil. Um, although, you know, because it's not super common for people to play uh, evil characters. It's, it's done. Here is kind of one of the places where it would be a bit more, uh, you know, kind of work well. Uh, But typically they're like, you know, Han Solo's, you know, is the kind of Mm -hmm. type you're going for. They're smugglers, they're rogues. Or Mal and Firefly. Yeah, Mal and Firefly, exactly. They're not bad dudes. They're just, they're dudes who can do some bad stuff and don't care too much about laws and books and stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening in. This episode was brought to you by Quests for Authenticity, a coaching program that uses D&D to help people become just as confident in real life as their characters are at the table. If you are curious how you'd measure up to your character, visit www.questsforauthenticity.com to take a free quiz and find out. 
If you're enjoying the content that Jason and I create on the compendium, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. For as little as $2 a month, you can not only help support the content that we create and contribute to the type of content that we record for upcoming episodes, but you'll also be helping us offset the expenses that come with hosting, recording, and running a podcast like this. New episodes of the Compendium are published twice a week, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're always the first to know every time a new episode comes out. And as always, thank you guys for listening in, and we will see you next time.